Do Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports and have some lunch on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM WRUF. Welcome to a Tuesday edition of Sports Scene, ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM WRUF. I'm Steve Russell. Time to <clears throat> eat some lunch and talk some sports. Sean producing today. It's going to be an abbreviated show today. Got to hop on the bus, Gus, and uh, go down to Tampa for Gator Baseball tonight for the broadcast. We'll be here until 1 o'clock. Going to begin the show by talking a little Gator track and field. M.J. Holloway is our guest here as part of our arrangement that we have with the Gator Collective. M.J., it's good to talk to you, man. How are you? I'm doing good. Thank you for having me. M.J., for those who don't know, uh, his dad is the Gator track coach, Mike Holloway. I'm going to ask you a couple of things about growing up because your your dad was a track guy i heard you were going to play basketball is that true uh yes i actually was going to go play at a little small school in texas uh for college what made you change your mind um i honestly just a short sweet answer i picked uh d1 over d3 to be honest uh my dad actually fun fact he walked into my room one day you know he was like would you be interested in jumping here at the University of Florida? And it's always been a dream of mine because he's always been a coach here at the university. So as soon as I was given the opportunity, I jumped on it. Um, you know, obviously when you compete uh, for your dad, I'm sure there's a lot of great things. I'm not sure how much negative there is, but how is that for you? And does it affect the son-father relationship at all? Um, absolutely not. There's no effect in, in any negative way. My dad's been coaching me for a very long time. And I'm not going to say it was the smoothest road at the beginning. When he first started coaching me in middle school, it was very tough to differentiating coach from dad. But I had a talk with my mom one day. and She said, you don't get any type of way when another coach talks to you or yells at you or gets on you. So what's the difference? When you're at the track, yes, he's your dad, but he's coaching you. He's your coach. And then when you get home, you got to laugh and joke and be be dad and son. And once I viewed it like that, and once him and I came to that understanding, it's been smooth sailing. That's cool. Why'd you decide on jumps for your event? Um, I always felt like I could jump a little bit uh, through high school. I'm not the tallest of guys. So when I figured out that I was like five, five, eight, five, nine, and I was dunking a basketball, I was like, you know, maybe I got a pretty good chance of uh, being a jumper. But I did actually do the sprints when I was in high school. I did. I was a jack of all trades. I did a lot of everything. And so my dad and I sat down, and we, we figured that jumps would be the, a good route to go to college with. Yeah, if you're 5'8 and you're dunking, uh, you can jump. There's no, no, doubt, about, <laughs> no doubt about that. Um, I want to ask about, the, because the way your dad, I've known your dad a long time, and I know, you know what he expects from his athletes. Um, you're one of those athletes besides being his son. What is your dad like as a coach? My dad, I'm a little biased. My dad's the best coach in the world that ever walked this planet. And he just, he, he treats everybody the same. You know, people try to come to me and say, oh, you get a little special treatment because you're a son. Absolutely not. I might get a little bit harder because I'm a son at some time, you know. Um, it, he treats me just like everybody else, and I really love and appreciate him for that. You know, if, I, if I'm not doing what I'm supposed to be doing, he pulls me aside just like he does everybody else, and he tells me you need to get your, your act together. And then he just... He just he understands details very well. He knows how to talk to every athlete in every way. You can't coach every athlete the same. Everybody has different tendencies and different things. And when you put all that in perspective and you see the success that he's had, it's just the numbers don't lie. Uh, you're getting ready now uh, for the SEC uh, indoor championships. 
Uh, looking forward to that? Oh, absolutely. 100%. You know, it's, it's always great to go out and go battle with my team and go for a chance to win an SEC and team title. Um, I'm very excited. It's my my first full year doing triple jump. I actually came into college as a long jumper, and in the middle of last season, I switched to triple jumps. This is my first full season, so to be blessed with the opportunity to make the SEC Indoor Championship is uh, is definitely a blessing for sure. MJ, where do you think, <clears throat> how much, where have you gotten better? Where do you think you've improved the most since you got here? I would honestly say my attention to detail and my patience and just having an open mind. Uh, I'm going to be honest, I wasn't the best jumper coming into the to the team. I was honestly one of the bottom jumpers. And so it, it was really hard for me at first. You know, I used to put a lot of pressure on myself as Coach Holloway said and being very well known in Gainesville. I used to put a lot of pressure on myself that I need to be scoring now. I need to be winning right now. And I had a real sit down with God and my family, and they were like, that's just not how sports is. You know, you knew you were the top guy coming in. Let's do what we plan to do. Let's go to work and let's become that top guy. And once I once I took that, I sat in and I've grown so much. MJ Holloway, our guest here on Sports Scene, part of the Gator track team, his dad, the coach. Um, I, if this is a stupid question, MJ, feel free to say it's a stupid question. But you're, you're, <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna be in the SEC indoor, then the NCAA's, and the next month you guys start the outdoor season. For you, is indoor or outdoor competition any different? Um, I would say it's definitely different. Indoors, you know, when you're inside a building, you know, it's a little bit harder to breathe at first. You know, we definitely do a lot of training so that we're we're perfect, per, we're prepared to do the rounds. Um, but I would say, you know, it's honestly at the end of the day, it's really not that much different. Everybody lines up on the line, everybody puts on their uniform, and we all just go out and compete. And once you take the outside aspects of it, it's really just a competition. Final two questions. Uh, your your dad has won so many championships here it's almost like that's expected like that's the norm and that's and i think people forget how difficult it is to do right. that but is from a team perspective mj is that what's expected um i would honestly you know we pride ourselves on winning championships you know when you have a gator on your chest everybody wants to win a national championship but we just we don't even think about the national championships or the SEC championships we just go and we go out there and execute and do what we do every day at practice, and then the numbers and the, and the points and the team titles will come. And we work, if we focus on the team title, we won't go execute the race. So what we all do, we all sit down as a team all the time. My dad tells us all the time, he's like, let's just go out here and execute, guys. This is no different than practice. And once we do what we do, then the, the scoreboard will show who the best team was. And my last question, uh, you know, sometimes teams can win – uh, they may not be the closest of teams, but I get the sense that this is a pretty close group, is it? Oh, this is a very close group. You know, you see a lot of people, and even on the guys and the girls' side, you know, we, we intermix. You see, like, my, for instance, my roommate is a hurdler and a javelin thrower. So, like, we, cool, everybody's, yeah. Yeah, everybody's intermixed. You know, we hang out with each other all the time. We're all very close. You know, we all hang out even outside of practice. And so once you get that team dynamic, I, I personally believe that that is a, a big key. And I've taken a, the responsibility these uh, past couple of years is trying to be the team leader. And so one of my big things I wanted to do was to bring the team closer together because you want to go out there and compete harder for the guy next to you when you're closer with him and he's not just a stranger. So building that team camaraderie, it just makes everybody want to go out there and execute even harder. Well, MJ and the Gators set for the SEC Indoor Championships. They're going to start uh, Friday 
and that's going to be in Fayetteville this year. MJ, thank you for taking the time. Great to talk to you, and uh, please say hello to your dad for me. Absolutely, I will. Thank you so much for having me you again. got it, MJ. Pleasure. Thank you. MJ Holloway, son of Gator coach Mike Holloway. Um, I've known Mouse since uh, he coached high school here. He's a great guy. His son's a good dude, too. Uh, great to see that. Um, all right. Um, we will take your questions, calls, and comments as we go along again. Just an hour show today uh, because of traveling for baseball. So uh, 392-8255, and uh, you can email srussell at wruf.com. I'm going to get to uh, a couple of leftover uh, emails from uh, yesterday, uh, and then I'll take whatever I get today. Um, by the way, a couple of people asked about USF. They actually beat uh, Maryland one game. Maryland was nationally ranked. They did win one game uh, in that series. USF's playing a really uh, uh, competitive schedule. Uh, really good. Uh, okay, here, let me get to my email here if I can bring it up. Uh, okay. I can't bring it up. There it is. Okay. Got to get, I'm going to try to get Tampa Mike's email here in a second. Uh, but I will, here it is. I have trouble with my email today. Uh, here we go. He says, uh, the next signing period for basketball is April 12th through May 17th. So likely to hear more on recruiting as we get into April when NLIs can be signed. The early signing period was back in November, which is true. Needless to say, this will be a very important time for Florida's program rebuild. Well, again, I'm not saying, uh, Mike, I, I don't disagree with that. But I would also say the portal is going to be just as important and maybe more important because I think there's holes that are going to have to be filled right away here. And I think you want some of those holes filled uh, with a veteran player as opposed to perhaps freshmen. And then uh, Aaron says, how does NIL affect college athletes who may try and want to be Olympic athletes? I don't think it affects them at all. Um, that's what I think. Because, again, if you're in college, you can be an Olympic athlete, uh, possibly, and still get NIL, at least as I understand it. That's coming up on 1213. Time check brought to you by Hayes Chillery, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. I'm Nathaniel Wilson. The Gators baseball team is set to take on their two-game series against USF tonight in Tampa. The undefeated Gators look to extend their win streak to four after taking all three games in their opening series versus Charleston Southern at home. Coverage of tonight's game will begin here at 5.55. The Tampa Bay Lightning will host the Anaheim Ducks tonight at Amelie Arena. Tonight is the start of two straight home games for the Bolts, who are looking to get back on track after dropping their last two games. The two teams will face off at 7.00. Tonight is a busy night in local boys' high school basketball. In Class 1A, Newberry will take on Hawthorne, and Wildwood will face Williston for spots in the state semifinals. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Nathaniel Wilson. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. 
Unnecessary penalties are so frustrating. It can ruin the entire outcome for our Gators. And according to Mike Lester of Talon Wealth, by the way, Talon Wealth is the official wealth management team of the Florida Gators. And he says if you're not careful, an annuity or unnecessary fees that don't provide value could not only take a chomp out of your portfolio, but in some situations, it could possibly change your lifestyle in retirement. So don't let expensive products or unnecessary fees take a chomp out of your lifestyle. Call Talon Well for a no-charge comprehensive financial plan valued at $1,500 to make sure you're on track to retire comfortably. 352-751-3200. That's 352-751-3200. Or schedule at Guarding your nest egg.com. Allen Private Wealth LLC. Investing in stock markets involves the risk of loss, and there is no guarantee that all or any capital invested will be repaid. Past performance does not guarantee future results. Board a license D056341. Compensation was paid to Learfield for partnership with the Gators as of January 2023. The big screen. Big screen. The atmospheric lighting. Atmospheric lighting. The unbelievable sound. There's only one place you could be. Uh, yeah, um, at my house. Oh, yes, very nice. Get the home theater you have always dreamed of. Electronics World in Gainesville. Visit electronicsworld.net for more information. Finding security is a tricky thing. It's one part minimizing risk in all facets of life, and one part that fluffy blankie you had when you were three. And since Radiant Credit Union can't get into Grandma's attic to find Mr. Snuggles, we can help secure your financial future with our adjustable rate certificates. Let us secure your savings with rates starting at 4.93% APY for 12 months. Visit RadiantCU.org forward slash secure. 12-month certificate requires $1,000 minimum balance to open account, $10,000 balance to earn APY. Could you use monthly payments to help meet basic needs? Like putting food on the table, paying the rent, or buying new shoes for growing feet? Find out about Supplemental Security Income. You may qualify if your income and financial resources are low and you are 65 or older, or an adult or child with a disability or who is blind. Call 1-800-772-1213 or go to ssa.gov SSI. Produced by Social Security at U.S. taxpayer expense. Hi, Frankie Lane here from Lane's Yardware in Williston. The grass in the yard may be dormant right now, but it won't stay that short for long. In the meantime, keep those weeds on the fence line and around the house in check with a powerful new steel trimmer. At Lane's Yardware, we're here to help you keep your yard looking great all year long so you can proudly display your American flag. Lane's Yardware, located on Main Street in Williston and on the web at lanesyardware.com. Coming up at 4, it's the tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley. Right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and on your phone with the WRUF radio app. And now, more sports scene with Steve Russell, here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and online at WRUF.com. All right, let's get some calls and talk a little sports here. Three nine two eight two five five. Email uh, s russell at wruf dot com. Uh, Stephen says, "How good do you think our midweek baseball pitching will be this season? Remains to be seen. Well, of course, remains to be seen because you got a, a kid who's never started tonight, right? But they're very high on him, so you don't know, right? I mean, 
Think about this. I've said this before, Stephen. Think what Florida's pitching rotation was week one last year. Timmy Manning was the Saturday starter, right? And Pierce Coppola was the Sunday starter. So it didn't work out that way. Go look at the starting lineup game one last year as opposed to what it was later. Very rarely does it stay the same for whatever the reason. Now, the starting pitching this year, based on one week and one opponent, I mean, it. those three have the capability of being really good. And then, you know, Neely last year was a starter after injury, and he could do it too. And he's probably going to, well, he is going to be the closer, at least for now. So, yeah, it remains to be seen. Uh, there is a TBA in terms of pitching tomorrow night uh, for Florida. So uh, that's a good thing. All right, let's get a couple of more emails. Oh, by the way, uh, other baseball games today. LSU, uh, number one in a lot of polls, will host Southern. That's an afternoon game today. Uh, there's not uh, a great slate of games in terms of midweek and you know ranked teams versus ranked teams. Uh, Winthrop plays South Carolina, for example. Uh, Louisiana Monroe plays Mississippi State. You, you get the idea. Uh, Florida, South Florida, might be, might be, um, you know, the better of the matchups. And that isn't, you know, real good. So it's just one of those things where you have some of those weekday games. You're not going to play top 10 teams all the time. Um, so, you know, that's just how it is. Uh, all right. Bill, um, Tomorrow night against Kentucky, we're home. Does Florida have a chance? Uh, yes, Florida has a chance. But a lot has to go right. I mean, Mark Wise the other day when he was here, I think said it best. Let Sheboy get his. If Sheboy scores 30, so what? Don't let the other guys beat you. Because I think that's almost the way they've got to approach this and see if it can work that way. Uh, we will see. BB says, watch the last quarter of Shane's XFL game. Coach Phillips' two NFL-quality edge rushers were murder. Is Shane coaching from the booth or the sidelines? I don't know. I'll have to ask him that. I would imagine the sideline, but don't hold me to that. Uh, he says, the option to go for three from farther out after a touchdown. The NFL should adopt that now. Don't even wait. Get the rules committee together and establish. That is great. That is great. It's risk-reward, right? You, you, you may not get one, right? You're, you're forfeiting one, but you might get three. Having the option in the fourth quarter to retain possession after the touchdown, if you elect to attempt to convert from your own 25-yard line on the fourth and 15, I would do that too. I would put that in there. The double pass rule. There's a lot of things these leagues come up with that the, the more stodgy, no fun league should adopt. I mean, I, look, the object is to win. I get it. 
but sometimes inject a little fun into the thing. Isn't that what this is for? Um, Andrew, uh, Andrew says, did you see uh, a Gator wide receiver pricing Graham Mertz compared to the how Joe Burrow uh, transferring from LSU? Any chance of this? Well, of course there's a chance. But, again, we will see. Um, and he said, when was the last time we had a really intelligent football mind at quarterback? What does that mean? I mean, Andrew, I'm not, I'm just saying, I'm not quite sure what you mean, but first of all, you can't be stupid to play quarterback, right? I mean, just that, that's inherent, okay? So then what does it mean, a intelligent football mind? I mean, are there quarterbacks who can absorb things more or see things better? Or is that what, if that's what you're asking, Billy Napier would be the guy or the quarterback coach. Because, I mean, we don't, how do, how do we, the only way as a fan we know is if the play's successful. Well, he must be doing something right because he completed the pass or he threw a touchdown pass or whatever. But, you know, I mean, for example, Joe, if Joe Burrow, the year he had at LSU, is sort of the measuring stick, right? He's a really good NFL quarterback, too. But what did he have at LSU and at Cincinnati? Really good receivers. And an intelligent mind is one thing. You better be – Joe Burrow got knocked in his fanny, what, 60-something times year before last? So you better be a tough hombre, too, because you get knocked around like that after a while. But, yeah, I mean, look, we, we don't know if anybody works out. You have to trust the fact that – and, look, was Graham Mertz Florida's first choice of a portal quarterback? I don't know, but they reached out to him, so they must have seen something. That's going to be interesting in the spring, and spring practice starts here in a couple weeks or whatever it is, so we'll find out. Here we are in this lull period. Look at all the – when is the last time a Florida-Kentucky game drew crickets? Nothing. Nothing. And you know what this is? This is like a hangover. Even though you've got programs here at Florida that are doing really well. Tell me if you agree with this. That when football and men's basketball don't do well, especially in the same you know, calendar season, it just casts a long shadow over the rest of the programs. Because nobody calls here and talks gymnastics. Nobody calls here and talks track. Nobody calls here and talks tennis, right? It's in some baseball, some softball, but you get my, you get my drift, right? That's what happens here. I mean, there should be excitement I hope the students are camped out over there because Kentucky's still Kentucky, and they're in the NCAA tournament now. If, if, did you see Lenardi's latest bracketology? Eight SEC teams are in the tournament. Eight. Mississippi State is now in, and Kentucky from two weeks ago, I think they were out. He's got them as an eight seed now. 
So that's what happens when you get a couple of quad one wins, and we'll see. William says, I don't want to overhype the baseball team, but it feels like this team has some 2016 characteristics in terms of pitching. Capola could be in a Dane Dunning type role. Very realistic that all three weekend starters go in the first round. Neely out of the pen. What am I missing here? Health. I mean, you know, not you got to be healthy, but yes. I mean, look, let's just see what happens as the season progresses. But you could see it in the fall. I mean, you knew what you had was Sprout. When you watch Waldrop pitch in the fall, you knew what you had with him. And I'm not sure they quite knew Caglione until later on, but obviously he's pretty good too. Uh, Porter, hello. Hey, Steve. I don't think I'm saying anything profound, but um, I think the loss of, uh, of Colin Castleton is really sort of what uh, put the, the final uh, damper now. Uh, our, our, our you know faint hopes of maybe we can do this, maybe we can do that. I think the, the even most staunch you know, Gator, orange and blue optimist, uh, realizes that uh, you know without Castleton, um, that's 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 asking an, an awful lot. But um, and you never know. You know that's why they play the games, as they say. Uh, could we beat Kentucky at home tonight? It was a, it was a good game, and they, it comes down to shooting, like you say. You know we can't have one of those two of twenty uh, shooting nights. Um, you know we, we barely got by with it once, uh, and that's only because. We had so many points inside, and, and uh, I forget whether it was Tennessee or whoever, whoever that shot so even worse, you know. But um, you know, I don't think it dampers the the will and the, and the want for your team to win. I think it just it, it's that that final, you know, realistic, um, changing changing, you know, faint optimism to to almost pipe dream kind of thing. And it, it's it's I hate it because you know that. I feel bad for the guys. You know, I remember when Kenyon Martin got hurt late in the season for Cincinnati, and all of a sudden the, their their team, their 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 seating dropped a ton, and the expectation. You know, you know, Colin Castleton isn't a Kenyon Martin, but as far as what he means to the team, he, he's ever been as important to our team, I think, as Kmart was to their team. All right, Porter. So I appreciate your call. We'll see what happens tonight. Thank you. Twelve twenty-eight time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry. Lots of high school boys. Uh, basketball and postseason play. Santa Fe coach Glenn Banks joins us next. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. On the campus of the University of Florida, ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. The Road Heaver Boys Ranch is doing great work in Palatka, and they have been for years. If you have an unused or unwanted car, truck, RV, or boat, Please consider donating it to the Road Heaver Boys Ranch Motorcycles. Just about any kind of motor vehicle, they can use it. The facility houses at-risk young boys from troubled homes, and it is sustained by your donation of these types of vehicles. They fix them up. They resell them. They learn real-life skills. And your donations are tax-deductible. It helps a really good cause. Folks, if you want to know more about what they do, very simple. You can either Google Boys Ranch Palak, a look at their history and what they have done. Or you can go to rbr.org online to learn more. That's rbr.org. Who can you trust with your automobile these days? Hey, it's Steve Russell. As you drive around town, you'll see a lot of auto repair shop chain stores. 
Every time you go in there, there's a new person behind the counter with the same old song and dance, presenting you with a long list of expensive repairs. If you're tired of that type of treatment, do what I and thousands of families have done since 1975. Trust Dave Mays Automotive. Dave Mays Automotive is family-owned and operated, and you can tell because they treat their customers like family. No long list of surprises. In fact, their famous bug checks designed to prevent surprises. They do it all. They'll take care of your entire vehicle. Dave Mays Automotive is located at 2905 Northeast 19th Drive in the industrial complex behind Sunny's on Waldo Road. Trust Dave Mays Automotive. They'll get the bugs out. Dave Mays Automotive. We get the bugs. All of them bugs. Hi, this is Dr. Luis Rodriguez of Exceptional Dentistry. Hear what our clients have to say about their experience at Exceptional Dentistry. What you can say about how the procedures have affected my life is that they haven't. I lose track of which teeth are my real teeth and which are the implants and which have crowns and which don't. They don't give me pain and I'm able to use them and I'm 71 years old and you know I can still eat steak and apples and whatever else I want to eat. What I would like people to know about Exceptional Dentistry is that it's a, just a good place to come to have dental work done. From the staff, through the physicians, through the dentists, um, they're top notch. I, I just don't think you could find a better place to have dental work done than Exceptional Dentistry. This is Dr. Luis Rodriguez, and if you think you have dental problems that are too big to overcome, we're here for you. Please visit us at ExceptionalDentistry.com. That's ExceptionalDentistry.com. I recently asked my phone to answer the question, what is a Christian? Here's what she said. A Christian is someone who believes in God, has conservative moral values, and goes to church on Sundays. While there's some truth to her answer, she misses it badly. First, going to church doesn't make you a Christian any more than being in a garage makes you a car. And while it's true Christians believe in God, they also recognize they can know God through the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus. Salvation is a gift, and Christians have faith and the trust to know Him as their Lord and Savior for life. So, are you a Christian? If you are, follow Jesus faithfully. And if not, may you put your trust in Him today. I promise you'll never regret it. You'll be thankful for eternity. This is Bryant Wright, speaking right from my heart. For more on this and other topics, visit rightfromtheheart.org. It's seventh inning stretch time. The first caller right now to 352-392-8255 scores a pair of tickets to the Innings Festival in Tampa, March 18th and 19th. Imagine Dragons, Dave Matthews Band, Weezer, and Pitbull, along with baseball legends Wade Boggs, Goose Gossage, Cecil Fielder, Ray Langford, and more. And as always, we thank you for listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update. Clouds and sun today with warm high temperatures nearing the 80 degree mark. Our breeze from yesterday will return as well. Winds between 10 and 15 miles an hour with a gust to 20 miles an hour possible. Tonight, partly cloudy skies, patchy fog tomorrow morning, lows near 60. Tomorrow afternoon, lots of sunshine, highs in the mid 80s. We could get to the upper 80s by the end of the work week. From the UF Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Megan Borowski. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. You have dogs 
Nah, how many dogs? No, the reason I asked is because I was happened to be looking through my phone. Dog was literally licking a baby's face. And, oh, that's so cute. I'm the Jay. You know what a dog's That's the problem dog? with you. Well, until I recognized that the baby was like six weeks old. The baby's like going to be immune to disease that for the rest of like the year old. Dog's mouths are cleanest thing on earth. No, the, whatever. P, Jay, and Max. Weekday mornings at 6 right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. We are your home for Tampa Bay Lightning Hockey. You are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world with the WRUF radio app. This is Gators head men's basketball coach Todd Golden, and you are listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. Thank you, Coach. Take some calls again only till 1 o'clock today as we head down to Tampa for baseball. Jake, hello. Hey, Steve. Hey, um, I I didn't get to listen to the whole game at all on Sunday, but I listened to a good bit. I really enjoyed uh, you and your commentator. Who's the other guy was commentating with you? Eric. Eric Costello used to catch for the Gators. Oh, man. He's he's very, very good, you know. I really – of course, you're real good. You guys make a good team. I always enjoyed listening to Jeff all the time, but he's real good. I just wanted to give some kudos. Maybe pass that along. I will. And Jeff, somebody said that. And Jeff and I are doing the game tonight, so we'll have a good time. Good deal. Um, how, how did Caglione end up on the mound? Well, he was a pitcher. Stats wise. He. What do you mean? Oh, oh, you mean he didn't stats wise from the game? He was outstanding. Yeah, he had six or seven strikeouts when I turned it off. He was How outstanding. He, he left after six and two thirds. He was terrific. I mean, he, you know, you strike throwing. You couldn't ask for you know a better outcome. He's a southpaw, right? Yes. Yeah. Cool. Um, well, I'll tell you, I'm pretty optimistic about this team. How do you think that it's so early, but? How do they stack up against LSU? I, you know how long ago that is from now? I don't even worry Long-time. about that. I have no idea and don't – that's irrelevant to me because yeah. when they play, who's healthy, who's doing what, who's hot, who's not. So, I mean, that – just for me, I could – you know, I don't even look that far ahead. Gotcha. Well, I just was curious because LSU – well, I don't know. I don't think they've been that great the last few years. You know, at one time they were super, super good. That's why I was just curious. You well, know, LSU's ranked anyway. number one in a couple of polls. I mean, so they're good. Yeah, I know they are. But, yeah, you know, know t- Tennessee just went one and two, and they're still ranked number three in a poll because they played yeah. three really good teams. So, I mean, look, yeah. it's I, I don't think anybody is going to dominate the league the way Tennessee did a year ago. I could certainly be wrong, but I think there's a lot of really good teams in this league. You know, Missouri had a big win, and they they were picked to finish at the bottom, and they had a nice win in a tournament the other day. So if they if teams stay healthy, and that's part of the equation too, but, you know, it's, it's going to be fun. Okay, Jake, thank you. Uh, all right, is this coach here? Okay. All right, we're going to talk to Santa Fe boys basketball coach Glenn Banks now. His team is in postseason action. Glenn, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm okay. I appreciate you doing this as always, Coach. 
Um, all right, look, you guys are have advanced to this point here, uh, and you've had a terrific season to this point. Tell me about Coco. Um, Coco is a long athletic team. Um, they were actually leading their districts and got, got upset in their district championship game. Um, they, they're going to be tough. They're a great rebounding team. Uh, it's going to take a great effort to, to, to win this game. Uh, I've had the other coaches on who are still alive, and I've asked them the same question, Glenn. Go back to your last game. What did you like about it? What did you see with your team? I really didn't like the last game at all. Uh, we won. That's the only thing I really liked about it. <laughs> right. um, I, I, I feel like we have to be much better this game. Um, so the, the thing that I would take away from it is we were down on the road in a hostile environment, and we fought back to win that game. What didn't you like about your effort? We just didn't play really good defense. Um, we, we gave up too many open shots, too many straight line drives. Our on-the-ball defense, it, we were just a little off. I'm not sure if it was from the drive or, or being in a different environment. Uh, you guys have been here before. Does that help? Um, I had that discussion with my seniors. I have seven of them. And I said last year we were in the same spot. Just remember. Uh, I think that we know what it takes to win a playoff game, um, and we'll be ready. I don't want to. I hope I'm not asking a dumb question here, Glenn, because sometimes you, you, you're exactly right. You were at this same point last year. Could they have been looking ahead last week a little bit? Do you think that's possible? Um, with with youth, anything is possible. <laughs> yeah, we try to keep them locked in. You know, say, hey, we got to take it. We've been preaching that. You can't look ahead. This time of year, all the records go out of the window. So you got to be prepared for who your opponent is that night. X and O a little bit with me, Glenn. Based on what Coco does and what you guys do, tell me some keys in getting the win tonight. Um, the, the keys for us tonight offensively is control the pace of the game. We want to run. They like to slow the pace down because they have a bigger team. Um, we want to run in transition. They like to play some zone defense. We don't want them to set up that zone. Uh, defensively, we got to rebound. We have to rebound better than they do. You guys home tonight? We're home tonight, yes, sir. Let me ask about the community. I, you know, it, I, I coached in Newberry. I know how cool it is to have you know one high school and have the entire fan base support. Has that been good for you from the community? Um, I yes, I think all of our games have probably been to capacity. Since December. <laughs> so um, everybody in the community is excited. And it's always good because we lost a, 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 a Santa Fe legend. Um, and to be able to uh, carry on the tradition is amazing. Well, I wish you a lot of luck tonight, Glenn, and I hope things go well. 7 o'clock tonight, game time? Yes, sir, 7. Okay. Good luck tonight. I hope I get you back on because that means you won. So can, I hope you do it, and good luck tonight. All right. Thank you. Appreciate you, Glenn. Thank you. Glenn Banks, uh, head coach at Santa Fe High School. They're at home tonight, Class 4A Regional Semifinal. By the way, I want to wish good luck to all the teams involved in the area. Newberry plays Hawthorne. That's in Newberry. Wildwood is facing Williston. That's in Class 1A. Uh, the Class 4A game is Santa Fe Coco. The 5A Regional Semi has Columbia facing Booker T. Washington. And Gainesville is playing, too, in a Class 6A Regional Semi. They're uh, taking on Oak Leaf. So, uh, want to wish all of those area teams good luck 
And, of course, you heard Cornelius Ingram yesterday, his Hawthorne girls team in a state semifinal. They're taking on Ponce de Leon. And they, Ponce de Leon, is going for a third consecutive state title. So hopefully Hawthorne will uh, be able to do a little spoil work there and uh, 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 stop that from happening. All right, well, again, we're only on until 1 today, so if you want to get a call in, call us up, 392-8255, and you can email uh, srussell at wruf.com. And uh, a lot of calls about baseball. And I'm going to tell you what, I hope folks aren't uh, poo-pooing softball start either. Now, they're, they get a test, I think, this weekend. You know, they're in a tournament uh, out in California, but they've gotten off to a great start too. Chris, welcome to the show. Hey, Steve. Um, oh, great interview, by the way. Um, thanks for having those coaches on. Uh, I, I just want to talk today. Uh, I know not many people call you and talk about the NBA. I, I love college basketball and I love the NBA, but um, load management has come to the forefront, and uh, I'm glad people are finally talking about it. But um, Anthony Edwards came out last week, and I love it. You have a player come out and say, if you are 70%, 60%, 80%, go, play. I want to play. Anthony Edwards has some dog in him, and that's what we need more of. And unfortunately, there's two sides of the conversation. One side is the, the fans that are paying the money to not see these guys play. And the other side of the conversation is players, the collective bargaining. And this conversation is being mediated nationally at the media level by people who make excuses for the players because they're friends with these dudes. Um, and and it, I, I hear all the reasons on you don't know what it's like to play 82 games. And if it's too hard to play 82 games and make $30 million to do it, then shorten the season. I mean, we shouldn't have – 24 teams allowed in the playoffs anyway. There's a lot of stuff wrong with the NBA. But, like, if you can't play 82 games, I guarantee you if I call my boss, Steve, and tell him I'm load managing for the next two days, I'm going to get fired. And that's the frustrating thing for working-class people out here. Yeah, but that's that's not – I hear that comparison all the time. Unless you have a lot of physical activity, it's not a fair comparison. If you're pushing a pencil, if you're pushing a pencil, it's nothing to do with playing in the NBA. I'm not hacking on your job. I'm just saying it's not the same. Currently, currently, well, my job is extremely not only physically stressful, it's emotionally stressful. I take care of people for a living. Okay. But I'm currently, like, watching, and, and I can't take a day off because they don't get to take a day off. I'm dealing with people in crisis. They don't get a day off. I don't get a day off. I'm, as I'm sitting here, I'm sitting in my car watching construction workers on the side of the road. It's about 100 degrees outside. They don't get a day off. And so I do think whether – I understand what you're saying about the physical, like per peak physical performers, it being different than the average everyday Joe. I totally understand what you're saying. What, what I'm arguing, what I'm countering with, is that these are the fans that are paying all the money to go see these games and see these players play. And to just discount that there is some frustration there uh, is, is a huge error on the part of NBA players. They should come out and say, you know what, let's shorten the season to 60 games. Or, you know, players 30 years ago were smoking cigarettes and drinking beer. They didn't even train, and they played the full season. So um, I just think we've gotten to a point where, um, I'm all for supporting 
like people taking care of themselves, I wish the rest of us got more right. days off. All right, um, Chris. I, I got the point. Thank you for your call. It's an interesting topic. 1245 Time Check brought to you by Hayes Chillery, ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. Gainesville Sports Center. Here's what's trending now on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon, I'm Nathaniel Wilson. The Gators baseball team is set to begin their two-game series against USF tonight in Tampa. The undefeated Gators look to extend their win streak to four after taking all three games in their opening series versus Charleston Southern at home. Coverage of that game will begin here at 5.55. Tonight is a busy night for local boys high school basketball. In Class 1A, Newberry will take on Hawthorne and Wildwood will face Williston. Both games are for spots in the state semifinals. The Lightning will host the Anaheim Ducks tonight in Tampa. Tonight is the start of two straight home games for the Bolts, who are looking to get back on track after dropping their last two games. The two teams will face off at 7. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Nathaniel Wilson. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. The good folks at Southeast Car Agency here in Gainesville at 310 Northeast 39th Avenue have been doing what they do for over 40 years. And it's only one thing, the best in late model, low mileage vehicles. And they were the first to do this. You see a lot of car dealerships now doing it well. Southeast Car Agency did it first, and they've been doing it for the longest time. Check out their selection, secars.com, by going online. Go see them in person, Northeast 39th Avenue in Gainesville, and you'll see the selection, the quality of these vehicles. They want to make sure you get the vehicle you're looking for in the price range and the style of the vehicle that you want. Their sales staff's always there to help, but they never try to hard sell you. Go online as well, as I mentioned, secars.com. Check out the vehicles for yourself. Go see them in person. Make sure and tell them Sports Scene sent you to the good people at Southeast Car Agency. If you're a diabetic, we have great news. You can end the painful finger sticks with a new CGM. Plus, they may be covered by Medicare, Medicaid, or private insurance. If you test and inject daily, you may qualify. Call U.S. Med now to learn more. 800-513-1652. 800-513-1652. That's 800-513-1652. The following message is sponsored by the Florida Department of Elder Affairs, the Florida Association of Broadcasters, and this radio station. It was an opportunity for me to put everything I was as a person into work. They have so much to offer, and they need to be respected and taken care of and listened to. Being an ombudsman gives me that opportunity to pay it forward. For more information, go to ombudsman.elderaffairs.org. That's ombudsman.elderaffairs.org. Hey, guys, this is Kenan Thompson. I have a problem with you. Yes, you. None of y'all told me that AutoTrader has millions of new and used cars that I can shop from home. I thought we were friends. I put smiles on your face, but I'm not smiling. No one told me that with AutoTrader, a dealer can deliver cars to my home or that I could shop by price on AutoTrader. No one. Consider this friendship that you just learned we had officially over. Finally, it's easy. AutoTrader. Hoop, there it is with Steve Russell and ESPN's Mark Wise. Monday mornings at 11, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. 
Sports Scene with Steve Russell on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM WRUF. You know, one of the cool things about doing this is that our alums come back uh, and in town is a Gainesville kid who you see on ESPN. He's done great work. Richard Johnson is here visiting family. So he decided to come and see the old the old man here and say hello. <laughs> <laughs> I got to I got to pay a, pay a visit to a legend. Come on, well, man. you're yeah. living legends. Uh, I'm glad you're here, and and and, <laughs> and he's going to you know mentor some of our students too, which is really cool. Uh, let's get a call here from D in South Florida. Hey D. Hey, what's up, Steve? Hey. Uh, basketball. Uh, you know, Steve, I know you're an optimist, obviously, and I know you you were asking about the Kentucky game and why we haven't. You haven't been receiving any calls. Uh, you know, Steve, I, I don't know what you expect from this fan base, man. Uh, you know, we I know the team's going to play hard. Uh, they're at home. They should play hard. It's Kentucky. But at the end of the day, man, when you're missing a Colin Castleton, the guy put up 25-8-5 and five at Kentucky, uh, and they still lost. Uh, and in the, at the end of the day, talent wins. I mean, we just – I, I, like I said, I don't know. You take uh, Tolo Smith away from Mississippi State. You take a Jalen Wilson away from Kansas. Uh, like you said yesterday, the Edie kid from Purdue. You you take a guys off uh, guys like that off the team. It's gonna be it's gonna be a serious blow, and and that's what a team that was already flawed. So I don't I don't know what you expect us fan base to say. Well, we're gonna beat Kentucky. I'm not gonna no, say no, that no. because I don't think that's gonna happen. No, no, no. That's never. Richard and I were just talking about this. The expectation is for the fan base to support the team. And I like, look. Oh, yeah, I'm going to support them. Okay. I'm not saying you, but I'm saying a lot of people right. don't go because, well, we can't win. I'm not going to go. Yeah, I, th- I think it's wild. I mean, I like growing up here in this town, the, it's the Kentucky game. And I know Kentucky's falling off a little bit. You know, they're having a couple, couple rough years with Calipari, but. It's the Kentucky game, you know. What I mean? It's 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 just that 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 meant something even to me, and I'm I'm a lot younger than Steve. But that that phrase, the Kentucky game, Kentucky is in town. That used to that used to mean a little bit different than it does these days. Yeah, I, I think we'll have a, a, a packed uh, a packed gym tomorrow night because it's. I think we only got one more home game after this one, and uh, you know that that's it. So there's only a few games left. So I think I, I think even though you don't have as much enthusiasm. On the phone lines, I think the crowd will show up tomorrow night. Let's hope so. Yep. Be good. Steve. All right, D. Appreciate you. Thank you. Uh, it is fandoms changed. Yeah. And, and you know what? I, I've always supported mostly bad teams. Mm. So I guess I my brain, I don't, I, not that I don't care, but if they win, it's great. Yeah. But I, I think now if you don't win – you're going to lose a segment of the fan base. I guess it's, that's just how it is. Yeah, you know, I mean, you look at what have the Jags been absent 2017 for the last 10 or so years? And they win, what, three or four games in a row and it starts building and it starts growing. Steve, I flew down for the Chargers game. I was at the Chargers Did game. Did you? You know what I mean? Like, it, it's, it does. It does change things. If, you know, they're in the playoffs, I'm coming down from New York City where I live now. Um, you know, it, it does change things when you win a little bit. And, but what I, what I don't want to do is blame it on the younger generation all the time. That's a, that football stadium's 90,000 seats. It's only 45,000, 50,000 students. 
Some of y'all alums ain't driving up either That's on true. Saturday afternoons to watch them play whoever. And look, I understand sometimes there's schedule concerns. Do you want to watch them play UT Martin? That's a conversation for Scott Strickland and, and, and some people who work in, in Scott Strickland's job across SEC athletic departments here as they hopefully expand the schedule to nine games. They make that decision over the next couple the next couple months to kind of get some better games to hopefully fill some seats across SEC stadiums. But yeah, I, I, fandom has changed and, and consumption habits have changed and things are different. Can you imagine when you were here that we'd be talking like NIL and all that stuff? No, oh, it is the most hot button topic. I mean, it, it's you wouldn't believe how much you talk about NIL with college athletic administrators. I mean, you get on the phone with somebody at School X or School Y, and they're asking what School Z is doing. Not even in a, are they, are they cheating or are they doing on But they're just trying to understand the structure of the business because it's, it's you know, they say all politics are local, right? Well, that's, that's how college sports are. In, in FBS, you've got 131 local politics situations that form this constellation of, of the broad cross-section of the sport. And, and you know, the what happens at Texas A&M is different from what happens in at Florida and at Florida State and at Georgia and Georgia Tech. And, you know, it, it's just everybody is so different. And, and I think that's what makes the sport so vibrant and so great because it spans the, glo- or the, the nation. And that's what makes college athletics so uniquely American. But it's... It's just crazy when you start getting into these discussions because NIL is something that they flipped the light switch on on July 1, 2021, and it's just become this unwieldy thing, and everybody trying to get their arms around it has been the the very interesting just, just kind of tenor around college sports over the last kind of two years. All right, let me, in the last our five minutes here, pick your brain. If the SEC in football, when Texas and Oklahoma come, uh, we're not going to see divisions, probably. No. Okay. What do you think it will be a 3-6 format of some kind? Yeah, because I think it is imperative. I think it is imperative that if, if you play for four years at an institution, you see the whole league. It, it's, you know, you could tell who is kind of the least frequent team. When's the last time Florida played Arkansas at Arkansas? You know what I mean? Like, think about things like that. It's, it is a, it is a, If the SEC is supposed to be the biggest and the best league in college football, which it is, you should be able to see the whole league in in a four-year college career. You shouldn't go these long spans without going to Ole Miss, for instance. I know they played at Ole Miss in 2020, but absent that, you shouldn't go these long time frames without going to this this road place or that road environment. You should be able to see this whole league uh, if you play. Uh, I don't think we're done with realignment slash expansion yet, do you? No, I don't. I think the Pac-12, Pac-12's got to make some decisions here. Yeah. Um, Pac-12's got to do something. I think the Pac-12 got outflanked by the Big 12. They just did. Uh, the Big 12, Brett Yormark, commissioner of the Big 12, is a salesman. He is on offense. And he came and he looked at the landscape and said, I got to get mine right now before the Pac-12 makes a move. And the Big 12 outflanked the Pac-12 in the marketplace, and they did. And it put the Pac-12 further on their heels, which they already were, obviously, when they lost USC and UCLA. Um, so, no, I don't think we're done here. I think you may see some some churn at the group of five level as well. But, yeah, I, I think we got to see what the Pac-12 is going to do about San Diego State and or SMU. 
the Big 12, are they actually going to make a move to potentially add Gonzaga in basketball? Uh, those are some of the things that I think over the next couple weeks and months I think are imminent decisions that probably need to be made. And then we, I think we may have a couple years of settling. And then as we get three or four years from now and the TV contracts start coming up again, because the Pac-12 is going to sign a shorter term deal, you would expect. Yep. So if they sign a five-year deal, we're going to be back doing this in two or three years, yeah. having these conversations about what's going to happen. Give yourself a plug here uh, of what you're doing. I am. I, I, I'm in a lot of places during the season. I'm on the SEC Network Thinking Out Loud, 7 Eastern on Mondays with my co-host Spencer Hall. You can find me there. I am year-round uh, in the digital pages, I guess, of Sports Illustrated, uh, SINow.com, and then I have a podcast as well, Split Zone Duo. Uh, I am uh, on Twitter at RJ underscore rights. That's where everything lives. And glad you're back because uh, Richard's a gamesful kid. And so uh, always proud to bring our grads back. I appreciate you, man. Thank you for stopping. He's always got, a pleasure. And, and one of the things, great things he's doing is going to meet with some of our kids and talk to them. So that's, you know, coming back is, is cool. I appreciate you. Um, all right. Uh, again, abbreviated show today because they're heading on the bus, Gus, to go down to Gator Baseball and see what they do down there. Uh, quick question here from John uh, about differences in college football in the SEC. Ole Miss has that special which allows them to use the cowbells, that's actually Mississippi State, uh, between plays. Is that an NCAA exception or just an SEC rule? I think it's an SEC rule, isn't it? Yeah, there, it was like a carve-out, I think, when, when they made the rule about noisemakers because they can't ring them during the play, right? Correct. They have to stop ringing them bef- when, the, when the offense sets or whatever. Yeah, and he asked if, for instance, Ohio State travels to Ole Miss and brings the Big Ten refs, must they allow the bells or can they penalty? No, they, ha- they can allow them, but you can't make noise during plays. Right. Simple. Right. I don't care if you're in Alaska, you can't do that. So, <laughs> all right. Thanks uh, to all of you for tuning in today in an abbreviated show. We will do this again tomorrow at noon, talk some baseball and much more. You're listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. I'm Steve Russell. See you tomorrow, and we'll talk to you on Gator Baseball tonight. W251CG Gainesville from the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios. We are ESPN 981 FM, 850 AM. From Studio One at the worldwide headquarters of ESPN and from Studio HD in Atlanta, Georgia, this is Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. There's a very simple question that the Baltimore Ravens need to answer right now. Are you going to pay Lamar or are you going to start over? That is the core of this entire conversation. Because I don't believe there's value to be had for Lamar. You've got to accept the fact that you've got a superstar in the league. Go pay the man. And if you don't believe that, then you have to accept that you're willing to start over in a division with Joe Burrow. It's Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM, Channel 80. I'm Jason Fitz, hanging out with Harry Douglas. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. Uh, Harry still has a bolo tie on. If you're watching us in the ESPN app, I, I, I genuinely respect the commitment to the bolo tie. Like, there's been no tie loosening. The cowboy hat is on. Are you going to wear a cowboy hat? How many cowboy hats does Harry Douglas own? 
Uh, probably around 10. I had about 10 of them. Is it weird that the guy that made a living playing country music doesn't own a single cowboy hat? And then, you know, the, the guy that played in the NFL owns 10 of them? You, you didn't, don't you have didn't... cowboy boots either or belt, belt no, buckle? Man, no, or I don't have a big, big old belt buckle. Like, no, I, I definitely don't Whoa. have a belt buckle. What about I, cowboy boots? I used to have a pair of cowboy boots. And the funny thing is all my buddies, like, what? when we would go around and my buddies like, cowboy boots are so comfortable. I'm like, have you ever tried shoes? Shoes are comfortable. Cowboy boots, not comfortable. Shoes, comfortable. See how well, that works? Now, well, you you can't get the pointy cowboy boots. You have to get the square toed. No, no, you got to get the square toed. Yeah. yeah, no, I, definitely. I had a pair of square toed uh, boots that I wore for like a decade every once in a while, and then every time I would take them off, I'd be like, "Oh my god, my feet, my feet feel so happy!" <laughs> right? Like every time I take off my you know Ghostbusters Reebok shoes, I don't think, "Oh my god, my feet feel so happy." I feel that way every time I take off my my boots. Like you can't genuinely tell me like wearing boots is like putting on a pair of underwear that are three sizes too tight and just hoping you can make it through the day like Ooh, nothing oh, oh, i ain't making it through that day boss sorry <laughs> <laughs> now that yet again every hour i try to make everybody uncomfortable uh let's go ahead and have a conversation here about lamar and the ravens because uh this thing isn't over by the way we all know the game isn't over till it's over so next time your car breaks down don't call it quits and to ebay motors they got 122 million parts to take your car into overtime. Get the right parts at the right prices, ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. That's the simple thing that the, the Ravens need to decide. Are they, are they ready to ride with, with Lamar? Because there's no in-between on this. Like, you're either going to go out and pay the man in the same division as uh, Joe Burrow and Deshaun Watson, who, you know, uh, two separate conversations. Deshaun Watson, the quarterback, is being paid like he's going to be a Hall of Famer, and there is an ex expectation that he's going to go out there and, and play better. I think the, the Browns would expect that. Browns fans expect that. You're either going to go out and you're going to pay Lamar so you can compete with these guys, or you're starting the whole thing over. Like, there isn't a value version of Lamar anymore, and there shouldn't be. Like, Lamar has too much proof of concept. Like, you got a guy. So either reward your guy, pay your guy, or, to, or decide you're going to start over. And that is a scary proposition, man. Yeah, I think the right thing for the Baltimore Ravens as an organization to do is to go ahead and pay Lamar and give him his money. And I will say this. You look at the first year, the year before last when he got hurt, they were the number one team in the AFC until Lamar Jackson got hurt. And then they didn't even make the playoffs that year. You look at last year, they were the, number, they were the uh, top team in the AFC North when Lamar Jackson got hurt. Now, they didn't win the North, but they still made the playoffs. But you heard a lot of players within that game versus the Cincinnati Bengals say, hey, if we had Lamar Jackson, we easily would have won this football game.